Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Worth Playing For podcast. This is going to be episode 9 of my full Survivor Rewatch series, where I am hitting you with another doubleheader on a Friday here. Today, we're going to be talking about episodes 9 and 10 of Survivor Borneo, episode 9 being entitled Old New Bonds, episode 10 being titled Crack in the Alliance. So let's get right into it, right? Um, and we, we are coming off of Greg's elimination here. And, you know, the Pagong tribe is kind of starting to to really catch on as to what is, is really going on here, right? Um, and as soon as we get back in the Ratana Beach, we get reactions from Rich and Sue kind of reeling from Dref's interrogation the night before. At Tribal Council, Jeff was asking both Rich and Sue some questions about their alliance and, and really trying to interrogate and get to the bottom of what's going on with the Toggy Four. Um, and Rich kind of explains that, you know, outright lying is absolutely essential, especially when you have a host like Jeff, who's as bold as to ask, well, so Sue, tell me, is there an alliance? What a question. And Sue says, you think I'm going to come out and say, oh yeah, we got four of us voting against all you guys, we're going to knock you all down to the end? Come on. So, you know, there's still a general consensus, consensus that the alliance is dirty, and Jeff is playing into this, right? He wants to pinpoint it, he wants to get it out in the open, he wants to talk about it, and... You know, to the rest of the players, especially people like Colleen and, and Kelly and, and Jervis and Jenna here, like, it's, it seems almost immoral to be lying to Jeff. Like, Jeff is someone you're not supposed to lie to, but Rich and Sue have figured this out. That they don't have to tell Jeff the truth. They don't have to expose stuff that ruins their game. They can lie. Who's, what's stopping them from lying to Jeff? So this is great strategy by both of them to, to cover this up. Um, because, you know, they're not in the clear just yet, right? They They... It recognized immediately that there's 10 people in the, in the tribe and they have four. So they're going to have to play a little bit more carefully to get through the first two votes especially. But even now there's eight. So they're not completely in the clear. They still have some work to do in order to get to a place where they are completely secure. Um, and Colleen says, those people flat out lied in front of a national television audience. I mean, they want a million bucks and they're going to get it. And I love Jeff's question. Uh, is this as a deserving person going to win the money? The answer to that question is no. And Kelly says, this whole alliance thing is getting too stupid and too crazy. If we stick with it, it's just like lining lambs to the slaughter. Who goes next? Who goes? Like, that's no fun. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm not happy playing the game that way. If I'm going to win, if I'm really going to be the last survivor, I if I'm really going to survive and really do this, then it has to be on my own. And, you know, I, I'm not sure how to feel about this because Kelly doesn't end up following through with any of what she says here. But she has realized that the, the only path for her to win is to go a bit rogue, which isn't, like, the wrong idea. She she doesn't see an endgame with the Toggy 4, which I think is correct. Like, she's going to go on a huge immunity run at the end of the season here. But I think she's kind of correctly identified that she's number 4 in the Toggy 4. And that move that Richard made in episode 3 of eliminating Stacy has really crippled Kelly here and limited her ability to maneuver throughout this game. So, it's definitely not a terrible thought from her part to go rogue and do her own thing. But I think this talk about an alliance is unethical and that's not the way I'm going to play, I think it's a little bit of a cover for her realizing that this just isn't a winning strategy. Meanwhile, Sean and Rudy and Jervis kind of talk about how Rich is the epicenter of power in the tribe. They all kind of talk about how he's a great asset to the camp. Um, but he's he's really starting to milk the fishing thing, right? He thinks just because he's catching fish, they're not going to vote him off, and it's almost it's almost starting to become a little bit of an insecurity for to the others that 
Rich is so scared that, about getting voted off that he's catching fish to kind of cover up that insecurity. But Rich kind of says, you know, the reason I'm staying here is not because of the fish. It's because I have complete control of this game. I'm not letting them vote me off, which is, which is right. Um, he has realized that he has completely outsmarted the rest of the tribe. And re regardless of what could have gone wrong the last two votes, it didn't go wrong. And he pretty much has a clear path toward victory now. Um, so he's, he's successfully kind of milked, milked and, and taken advantage of his position in the tribe here. And now he just has to, to kind of play the chess game the best here. And, you know, we're going to continue to talk about Rich, especially in these next two episodes, um, and just kind of his dynamics in the tribe. And he kind of says it himself that he doesn't know what he would do if he were to end up on the Pagong Beach. And I think that brings up a really good point. And obviously we're going to talk about this more as we move into the, the true endgame of the season. Um, I know people are pretty high on Rich, I um, and I think I do agree that he's a good player, and he's probably the first person to really figure out how this game is going to be played. He sets the tone. Uh, the unfortunate thing is, I think if you put Rich on any random season, even if you, you drop him in on Outback, I don't think he, he wins. I don't think he gets close. Um, like, socially, he's just not great. He's, he's a little bit abrasive. He um, just isn't really good at getting along with the rest of the tribe. He, he doesn't fit in. He doesn't really know how to... Um, sacrifice his own like he, like he doesn't really know how to just make do like it's his way or the highway for a little bit and it's pissing pretty much everyone off it's just everyone knows they don't really have a choice so although this is it's great gameplay by rich and he wins this season because he's able to completely dance circles around these people um i i think there's a little bit of a discussion to be had that you know these people just weren't playing the game that rich was playing and he does a great job and i mean you can fault everyone for that right like the, the dominant winners like people like boston rob and kim you can make arguments that no one on their season really knew what they were doing either right um but i think the difference is that rob and kim are both really exceptional players and have proven that if you drop them on any random season they can fend for themselves i'm not sure if rich um it can fit into that scenario but we're gonna continue to talk about that as we go on here so rich brings in a haul of fish and gets pretty annoyed that no one can cook the fish they're ruining what he worked hard to get uh, and I think that, you know, Jervis and Colleen are intentionally kind of cranking him, cranking him up here to get a reaction out of him. Um, it's working, and he, he is um, definitely showing a reaction. It's just the only people affected by it are the people that caused it. Um, it's really only Colleen and Jervis who are getting annoyed with him in the first place. Um, so I'm not really sure it worked, but it's definitely not a bad try to try to get Rich to get look a little bit more annoying to the, the group at large. Um, the girls head off to try to get a fish for themselves. And, you know, they do catch a fish and, and they come back, you know, with smiles on their faces. And Rich is, you know, has his ego checked a little bit. And I can't help but Rich really, but think that Rich really took notice of this. And the girls, if the four of them go off and they're bonding, um, he knows that if he gets rid of Jervis at eight here, there's a serious threat that these girls are going to be close enough to, to group together at seven. Um, and I think he's probably the one who says we need to vote off Jenny here, which is completely the right read from him. Um, and we're going to talk about that later in the episode where, um, you know, there, there's potential that Sue and Kelly are thinking about flipping on Rich. But I think totally if if Jenna and Colleen are the six and seven here, um, maybe Kelly and Sue are a little bit more tempted to do it. But they just aren't as close to Jervis as they were to Jenna, which means th they might not be able to get something going. So I think Rich does notice these girls bonding and acts quickly about it. Um, so day 26, Sean kind of picks up the tree mill for the next reward challenge where they're tempted with a barbecue. 
Colleen is very enthusiastic about the shish kebabs and everyone is just getting excited for the meat. Um, although Rudy says, you know, he's just getting prepared to eat rice again, which I thought was funny. So we get a ropes course, you know, something that would typically be like a final immunity challenge. Um, they, they're kind of collecting medallions along a ropes course. And, you know, Jeff is kind of starting to figure out the narration thing. He's he's calling out to people, kind of saying good job, saying you're in second, whatever. So he's starting to kind of get into the narration realm. I like this from Jeff. Um, so it looks like Kelly, Colleen, Jen Jenna, and Jervis are kind of the ones in the mix here. Um, but they, it seems like they have a lot of medallions to collect. I think Jeff said 12. Um, so Kelly shouts it out first. She seems to have won, but Colleen is able to beat her back to the platform and secures the victory. Um, and Jeff, Jeff asks her to invite someone to eat the barbecue, and before he can even finish a sentence, uh, Colleen's like, everyone! Um, which was a hilarious moment, uh, because Colleen is so excited to share the reward with the rest of the camp. Um, unfortunately, Jeff lets her know that it's only one person, but she, she does choose Jenna without much thought, knowing that they're going to be able to get a letter from home. Um, and at the reward, Jenna and Colleen are talking, and they start to criticize Sean for not recognizing the alliance. Um, and Sean says, you know, I'm going to have to see some more proof that the four are together when, you know, how would they need any more proof because they voted off Dirk and then they voted off Gretchen and Greg. So they should have all the proof they need to to recognize this alliance here. Um, and Colleen says, why are we sitting back and watching it happen? And Jenna likes this idea. And I have to give credit to Colleen here. I know I know I knocked her in the last podcast and she was definitely collateral damage for my uh, displeasure of, of Greg. Um, but it's really great to see Colleen kind of um, getting with it a little bit. She's starting to wake up to the strategy and she's making the right move, right? She's approaching Jenna. Um, the next episode, we're going to see her start to try to find the crack with Kelly here. So I think I think it's good. And I think Greg was definitely holding her back from playing the game. Um, Greg was opposed to any sort of strategy, any sort of alliances. And I think that definitely had an impact on Colleen. Now that Greg is gone, I think we're starting to see what kind of player Colleen would be. And I'm starting to wake up to the hype here. I do think Colleen does have some good strategic chops here. So we, Colleen wins the reward and, and Jenna and her have that reward and really enjoy the barbecue. And then we get to day 27 where it's Rich's birthday. Um, and he really wants to spend the day naked in camp, which makes a few people uncomfortable at and I don't think it's just the nakedness, but how close he gets to them. He's just sitting around camp. He's not really making any attempt to conceal himself. Um, so it does make a couple people uncomfortable. Um, but it, 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 there's a segment on it, and there's definitely a little bit of talk about it, but it's not really that big of a deal in terms of the strategy. Although I definitely don't think it's good strategy by Rich to be doing this. Uh, I, I definitely don't think it's a great social move, which I think goes to show that Rich... Um, you know, if, if you put him on any random season, I don't think he does as well. But we'll talk about that, obviously, as we progress through the season. Um, so Jervis kind of talks about how it's crunch time. They're getting down to the wire. And he he really wants to win this immunity challenge today and um, and secure his place in the next in the final seven here. Sean kind of talks about his alphabet strategy. Jenna says her name is Zelda now. Uh, but basically, Sean just just lets Jenna know that he's voting for her, which isn't a great strategy, especially when, you know, the Toggy Four hear this and then are able to pile their votes on Jenna accordingly. Um, so I definitely, if he does not want Jenna to be voted out, I think this is the wrong move. But however, I've kind of started to turn around on Sean here. I think he's got a little bit more than what he's saying. We're going to talk about it a little bit later. But I, I do think that he knows exactly what he's doing. He just wants to portray that he doesn't. Um, and it's really hard to figure out what exactly is going on with Sean. But, you know, I do think I've over overlooked him a little bit. And I do think he gets a really bad rep for not wanting to play the game. 
but I think he just doesn't want people to know that he's playing the game because he says he's voting for Jenna. He he must know that Toggy is going to vote with vote for Jenna with him, but that doesn't stop him. But yet, as soon as he has to vote for Kelly, he now abandons his strategy completely. So I do think there's a little bit more game than meets the eye with Sean, and I'm very excited to talk about it as we move forward here. Um, so we have the immunity challenge, and I really like this challenge. They kind of move from square to square. We've seen a very similar thing in... I'm not sure if it comes up in Survivor too much, but I know it's, it's a challenge in Big Brother every now and then. Um, and I really like this challenge. Um, and Sean kind of, you know, he, after encouraging Jenna to win immunity to avoid his alphabet vote, is essentially the reason for her getting um, out of this challenge. Um, Rudy has a ton of runway here, but Sean chooses to eliminate Jenna over eliminating Rudy, kind of showing that he might be a little bit more strategic than he thought, and he might actually want Jenna to be voted out here, despite telling us otherwise. But either way, Rudy is going to outlast Sean and claims immunity here, um, and Jervis, who was wearing the necklace for the entire challenge, now takes it off and gives it to Rudy. Um, and when they get back, Rich is kind of starting to rub people the wrong way here, um, and Colleen talks about how Rich and Sue are the ones who came in swinging, they're smart people, they're strategic people, um, but in, in they're just really looking to vote off Rich here. And, and Colleen, Jenna, and Jervis are all starting to, to aim their sights on to Rich. Meanwhile, Kelly is wanting to be part of the girl club. She is um, She's dressing like them. She's got her pigtails like them. She really wants to be a part of the girls. Um, and Sue and Rich immediately are kind of hard on her for hanging out with the Pagongs. Um, they kind of put her in her place. And I, I, I mean, I think this is strange from Kelly. I, I, guess, I don't know what it is, but she's criticizing people at the beginning for if they wanted to make friends, um, they should have gone to summer camp. But yeah, then there's Kelly like laughing and giggling and having her hair in pigtails. Like literally, you could have plucked this girl right from a summer camp. So I, I just find it so weird from Kelly. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be dunking on her when it comes to the LVPs and the power rankings here. I think Kelly does a terrible job in these couple episodes. I think she had a chance to really uh, turn the tides in her favor, and she just doesn't. Um, but Colleen and Jenna are starting to recognize this, so trying to pull Kelly in, but unfortunately, um, it just doesn't work as Richard and Sue seem to scare her enough that Kelly, you know, isn't going to vote with them, but she's also not going to vote against them. Um, they try to throw, throw votes under Rich, but it does end up being a four to three to one vote with Jenna catching four, Rich getting three, and then Kelly being the one vote to vote for Sean. So, you know, I... I think that Kelly could have voted for Rich. I think it could have been a 4-4 tie. I'm not really sure what happens next. Um, I'm, I'm not sure who goes home in this scenario. I don't really know what the rules have been. I would tend to assume that, you know, Kelly would change her vote or something. Um, and Rich and Rich would probably stay. Like, I don't think that Rich goes in this scenario. Um, but at least, like, it would be worth a shot from Kelly. It's just clear that she wants to appear like she is doing the Pagongs a favor when she really isn't. Because Jenna and Colleen were super excited to vote for Rich at Tribal. And they kind of talk about the alphabet strategy. And um, Sue and Sean kind of get into it over, like, the ruthlessness of voting people off. Um, and, you know, to Sean's credit, she, he, he does vote in the majority. And I think he very much intends to. Um, you can't announce that you're voting for Jenna when you know Kelly's on the fence and expect Hoggy not to vote with you. Um, and even though it, it was a bit disguised from Sean, I do, I do think he has a little bit more game than at least Greg, and I'm excited to talk it out going forward, because I think he, I'm not going to say he's underrated or has any more strategy, like, I do think at the very least, like, Jenna is a better play, player than him, but I, you know, I think he's definitely got more game than Greg, because Greg, at least, was not willing to play the game at all. At least Sean, he doesn't say he's playing the game, but I think he is. 
Um, but in this episode, we are going to see Jenna voted out for trying to form an alliance, and Toggy for just n- does not want any of it. Um, and I mean, what is there to say? I think Kelly blew it here. I think she had a chance to go for a tie, and I don't know how that would have worked out, but I think it's at least worth a shot. Kelly just completely ruins her position here by letting Toggy know that she's on the fence, but also not being bold enough to actually make a move. So I think, you know, in terms of who performed well in this episode, I think Colleen did great. I really liked what I saw from her. But in terms of the LVP, I mean, I have to give it to Kelly. Like, I, I think Kelly just did a terrible job of maneuvering here. Like, she just, she, it's like the worst of both worlds here. She lets Toggy know that she's on the fence without actually making a move. So um, I think Kelly performed this terribly. Um, so yeah, we we say goodbye to Jenny here, and I, I really liked what I saw from Jenna this season. I'm excited that I kind of I'm excited to see her again in All Stars, and I'm happy that I went that I went back to assess her game here because I think she shows a lot of good stuff in this season. Um, in terms of um, I mentioned in the last episode when people get eliminated now, because I do think we're kind of starting to form an all time best list of players here. I do think Jenna is definitely above Greg here. So in one two. Uh, I have Jenna and Greg in terms of eliminated players voted off here. Jenna leaves with no hard feelings and she had a good time and nothing was taken personally. So really good stuff from Jenna there. Now let's move on to episode number 10, Crack in the Alliance. Um, and everyone's kind of processing Jenna's absence and Toggy is pretty much already aiming their sights on Jervis after he escaped the elimina- elimination last night. I'm not really sure why he escaped it. I'm assuming it was just because of Sean voting for Jenna with the alphabet strategy and Toggy just immediately piling on because of it. Um, Jervis kind of says, you know, they can deny an alliance all they want, but there's got to be an alliance. So I'm happy that after four votes, he's finally catching on. Um, Sean says he's not 100% sure. I I don't really know how to take this. Um, You know, I don't like when people lie to the camera. I think it's kind of like I get lying to the others and acting dumb. But don't act dumb to America. I'm not really sure what he's doing here. I would I would assume that he has to recognize that there's an alliance. He's smart of that. This guy's a doctor, um, but he's definitely playing dumb here. So I'm not really sure how to take it um, either way. So um, Colleen has definitely pieced together that there is an alliance and she's going to try to do something about it. Um, Sean has, is kind of realizing his guilt now that his strategy has led to Jenna being voted out and conveniently now drops a strategy as soon as Kelly is the next one up. So that's what, what kind of leads me to believe that Sean is doing more than just voting alphabetically because now that it's the end of Pagong, he's going to go back to Jervis again. So um, he, he now drops it as soon as he has to turn on one of his friends, which kind of leads me to believe that, you know, he was never really doing the alphabet thing in the first place. It was just a convenient way to cover up the fact that he was voting for Pagong. Um... So I think Rich is starting to sweat a little bit here. I think he knows that it only takes four people to pick him off. And we're going to talk about this, but, you know, Sue and Kelly start kind of start to aim their sights onto Rich. And, you know, I'm going to, like, I think the move for Sue and Kelly here is to partner up with Colleen and Jervis and vote um, for one of Rich, Sean, and Rudy. Um, Rich is going to win immunity, so Rich can't be the move. But I do think whether it's Sean or whether it's Rudy, I would probably lean towards voting off Sean because... I mean, Colleen and Jarvis are already going to vote for Sean anyways, um, but I think Rudy would probably be, be a little bit easier to bring onto your side um, at five. So I think if I'm suing Kelly, I'm voting off Sean here, I'm voting off Rich next, and then I'm pulling in Rudy, and then then I'll, at that point I would vote off Colleen and Jarvis, and then you have a final three of Kelly, Sue, and Rudy, and at that point um, I think Sue probably wins that game. Um... 
And Rich kind of gives a pretty good quote here that there are analogies between my going out to the reef and hunting the fish and picking off the tribe members one by one. I've been stalking them since we got on the island. Bye bye, baby. It's a slow, more methodical game here on the island, which eat with each of the tribe members more than it is with the fish, but there are similarities. That's probably the last fish I'll get until there are five. There are seven participants right now, and I probably won't bother to get any more fish until there are five people. So Rich is kind of starting to see similarities between his hunting of the fish and his hunting of the players. And Sue says, my strategy all along has been to play the role of dumb redneck. People like when... People like to think that rednecks are so vulnerable and dumb and they'll talk to them openly, like Rich did. You know, he's going to burn everyone. Hopefully in the end, the old redneck will burn the city slickers. So we'll see what happens. I've been knowing all along that I'm going to burn him, but I didn't want to say anything to Kelly too early. I never trusted Rich. Of course I don't trust him, but I'm doing a good job making him think I trust him. I hope it looks like I trust him now. Right now, I don't trust anyone except for Kelly. I trust Kelly 100%, and she trusts me the same. We're like sisters. So... I mean, I loved seeing this from Sue. This was a really great sign of Sue's strategy and the way she's thinking. She's kind of plotting out her endgame strategy. She knows what she has to do. The unfortunate thing is, as I mentioned, Sue's window is right now. Seven is the time where Sue has to make a move. She has to pull in Kelly. She has to get Colleen and Jervis and throw votes onto someone. One of Rich's numbers, either Rich, Sean, or Rudy. That is the move. This is her time to, to turn the tables and really get a grip on this game. Um, I'm not sure what she's waiting for. I'm glad she knows she has to make the move, but I'm not sure when she's planning to do it. Unfortunately, I think now was the time to do it if I'm Sue. But this is now kind of a ch chess match between Sue and Rich. She has a limited window to win here. Um, she's probably going to have another window at five to try to pull Sean in the corner. We'll talk about that when we get there. But, you know, Sue, she, I'm glad that she wants to burn Richard, but it's just she's, uh, she's her window's expiring here. Um, so Jervis kind of gets a reward of cigar and a nice announcement that he's a new father. Um, and this kind of talk about Jervis having so many kids out of woodlock is a hot topic here. I think it just shows the very traditional beliefs of a lot of people in the tribe, especially Rudy. Um, but we, we do spend a lot of time talking about Jervis's family situation here. He does end up winning reward. It's kind of like a musical chairs balance beam type thing. Um, Jervis does end up winning and gets delivered pizza by helicopter. Um, as well as he gets a phone call from home. And he offers everyone a bite of his pizza, which I thought was a good move on his part. And then he does the phone call the next day. Um, so, you know, we, we wake up on day 29 and Kelly is starting to have difficulty with the Alliance and having a lot of moral conflictions about voting with this Alliance. And Richard reads it, Sue reads it, everyone kind of reads it. Kelly talks about how she is kind of feels like Luke Skywalker turning to the dark side. She doesn't like playing the game that way. Making a deal with Rich is kind of like making a deal with the devil. So, I mean, I think this is not bad from Kelly. I think, like, her deciding to not be part of this alliance is a good thing. Um, I think if, like, and I think for Sue, this is great because this means that Sue can make that move. I think this is the best thing. And she's have like, and it's the right call not to tell Rich these things. She tells that she's, she tells the, the camera that she's not telling Rich about her doubts. The problem is, A, Rich can see it anyway, so it doesn't matter because Rich can totally read you. And B, um, she's not going to do anything about it. Like last episode, she she plays these half measures of not voting with the Alliance, but also not voting for the Alliance. Um, and then this episode, she's going to end up voting with the Alliance anyway. So I, I like this from Kelly, but it's just she doesn't act on any of these things that she's really doing. Um, so it's really hard to give her any sort of credit when she has like not a, a good semblance of strategy. She's reading it right, but her actions just don't follow through. 
in the immunity challenge, um, it's called fast fire, and they have to build a fire on the beach. They get a couple minutes to gather sticks, and then they have to go into the water, get a flame, and light their fire, which does end up taking the win here. Um, seems to be pretty handily. It's like he makes a big celebration, which I think was deserved because he knows that he's gotten past this stage of the game. He's in the final six, and he pretty much dominated this immunity challenge here. Um, so we wake up on day 30. Um, Jervis says, you know, he's still not sure whether the alliance is a thing, which is mind-boggling. Like, come on, Jervis, you have to know that this is a thing. Um, and Kelly now starts to get, like, pissed off that the, the Pagongs are sitting around with a target on their back. We see Jervis saying that he's a target, and Colleen saying that she's a sitting duck, and it's like, okay, great. And Ke Kelly is noticing that, and she, it, it's starting to turn her off to the Pagongs, the fact that they're willing to just get picked off like this. Um, but if Kelly wants to do something nobody expects and wants and, and doesn't want the Pagongs to sit around with a target on their back, how about just approaching them and doing something else? If you don't like the way the game is going and you see opportunity for it to be better, do something about it. So I'm not sure what Kelly is doing here. And even Jervis says that, you know, Sean and Kelly, Sean and Kelly want to vote with her and Colleen. Great. That's awesome. Do it, Kelly. Like, don't sit there complaining about how the game is going and how you don't like the course that the game is headed on and then not do something about it when it is your opportunity here. Um, so, you know, Kelly says she wants to do something nobody expects, but she just doesn't follow through with it. So I do think that Kelly and Sue do take the L in this episode. I'm not going to give Sue the LVP because I think Sue does some great strategy talk here, and I really like where her mind is at. Um, but unfortunately for the both of them, this definitely was the time to make the move. I think you vote out Sean here. I think you go Rich next, and then you can pull Rudy in for a voting, a voting block at Final 5, go to Final 3, and I think Sue is probably able to win the game here. I think Kelly probably takes Sue to the end, and I think Sue is able to pull out the victory. Um, so, you know, everyone knows at this point that Kelly is conspiring against the Alliance. It's just Kelly is unwilling to do anything about it, which makes her just look wishy-washy um, and just look, you know, like she isn't really taking control of her game. Um, at Tribal, Jeff revisits the Alphabet strategy, um, Kelly's strategy of voting, Colleen, she talks about how she's a sitting duck, and Sue gives a great speech that, you know, they're all adults, and although this is a game, it reflects on who they are in real life, but America is run on alliances. She talks about, you know, at Toggy, we live together for 20 days, we form bonds. Of course there's going to be alliances, this is a game of chess. So Sue says, I think this is good for a jury, I think she should have waited a little bit to maybe talk about this in Final tri Tribal if you get there, maybe a little bit later, so the jury is hearing it rather than while they're still in the game but this is definitely great from sue i think it's something that needs to be said and something that you know is going to be recognized as we progress through the game here um rich continues to deny the alliance um and jervis and colleen vote for sean because they're pissed off he doesn't have any common sense to vote against the alliance which is fair um but it doesn't matter unfortunately as jervis is eliminated here and he walks out with a shirt saying target on it so all five Toggy members end up voting for Jervis here. Sean abandons his strategy um, because, you know, he got criticized for not having the balls to actually vote for someone. So he votes with Toggy. Jervis catches five votes and Sean catches two. Um, and that, that's kind of it. That, that, that was the move. That's the correct move for at least for Rich and Sean and Rudy, I think. Um, unfortunately, I do think this was Sue and Kelly's chance to turn the game in their favor here. Um, so Jervis says, you know, he doesn't have any hard feelings. He doesn't have any ill feelings towards anyone in Toggy. Um, unfortunately, his tribe just did not get it together. He recognizes it, um, and he wants the best person to win. So 
really liked Jervis here in this first season. I think he had some really good moments. I think, you know, he's a bit slow on the strategic end, but I think he at least was somewhat aware of what was going on. He was just not not as caught up and tuned into the strategy. So let's wrap up these two episodes here. Um, of this last episode, episode 10, I do believe that Rich comes out looking great here. He was able to escape seven, which is a big turning point, potential turning point in the game. So I think he is the MVP of this episode. I think Kelly is the LVP of this episode. I think this was her move. And this is where, this is probably step two of her losing the game, right? Step one was Stacy getting eliminated. Step two is Rich t- surviving the final seven. Um, and so, you know, final six power rankings, where do the players stand? I think Rich is a front runner right now. I think Rudy and Sue are close behind because they're, they're a good part of this alliance. They, they have potential to win, but unfortunately Rich is just too strong of a force. I think, I think Colleen is a little bit neutral right now. So I have Rich at three, Rudy and Sue at two. I have Colleen at zero. So she's done some good, some bad. She's starting to kind of turn it around, but unfortunately she just doesn't have um, the path to the end. I have Sean at negative two and Kelly at negative three. I'm going to continue to talk about why they end up losing the game, whether Sean is underrated, um, and why Kelly ends up losing the game next week as I get into the final couple episodes of Survivor Borneo here. In terms of the three players that we have voted out right now, I think Jenna is by far the best player out of those three. So I have number one Jenna, number two Jervis, and number three Greg, and we'll continue that list as we go on here. So... That's pretty much my recap of episode 9 and 10. That's all I have to say on those episodes as we said goodbye to Jenna and Jervis today. Next episode, I will be recapping episodes 11 and 12, where we will say goodbye to Colleen and Sean. And that will give me two episodes next week to talk about the finale as we work our way down from 4 to 1 and do kind of a retrospective summary on Borneo. So thank you so much for listening um, to my recaps of episode 9 and 10. Um, And I will see you next time. This has been the Worth Playing For podcast.